Welcome to Sheer Truth Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, and I am joined in studio, as always, by the one and only, the great Cedra Sarton. Hey, why are you sucking up? (laughs) I'm hoping you'd be nice to me this episode. (laughs) What? What are you talking about? You know I'm always nice to you during recording. Yes, yes. This goes out loud. (laughs) If only you you all could hear after the microphones go. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Like, I just fight him. No. It's always a pleasure to to join Cedra on this show. She's a great co-host, and honestly responsible for how great the show turns out hey thank you yeah. for that You're so nice i will right. take extra why <laughs> jordan's been extra nice cooking something good there and you I, go thank you Please. i'm sure that'll work um well if you want to know more about us or mm-hmm. what we do you can go to engagemagazine.net or you can go to afa.net slash the stand if you would like to read our articles there's all kinds of content there and um I mean, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, you can exactly. follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah. So we'd love to see you there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to make, before we dive into our uh, topic for mm-hmm. today, um, I just want to remind everybody that next week is our share So if you've been listening to AFR for any length of time, you've probably heard of share It comes twice a year. It's, you know, three days. So next week, the 19th through the 21st is our share and this is just where we invite you to come along beside us and partner with us, and if you can give at all, um, we we thank you for that. Mm-hmm. If you can give at all, that way we can continue doing what we do. If you can't give, that's you know that's more than okay. We just ask that you pray for our share and um, pray for everyone involved, and right. that it will go according to God's will what he wants for us and so that we can like i said so we can continue doing our radio programs and everything else that we do so if you want to give you can go to afr.net um so next week during share the page will go up you'll be able to see it on Mm afr.net so you can give there Yes, absolutely. Uh, so for this episode, we have in studio with us Kendra White. Hello. Hey, welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We've had you on a yes. few times before. It's always a great, uh, we love having you on. It's always good conversations when you go on. So, a pleasure uh, to be with yeah, you all. Absolutely. For the, so for the ones who don't know you. Yeah. For the ones who don't know you, why don't you just, just say a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so I work for American Family Studios. I'm a writer, director, producer. Um, I also have a show that comes mm-hmm. on, I believe, right after this one. Exactly. So keep listening. It's so called Hannah's Heart. On. Actually, yeah. I think it's before. Oh, right I think before. It's, thank yeah. you. So if you're listening now, you just heard her and she's back. <laughs> right. She's been sitting in the studio waiting just to waiting record. Just waiting to yeah. talk to you. Just again. waiting again. <laughs> so yeah. uh, just go ahead and say a little bit about Hannah's Heart. I think yeah, it's Hannah's Heart is a show for um, couples struggling with infertility or miscarriage that um, want to have a family and we just want to help you um, process the grief, um, the trusting God through that journey mm-hmm. and uh, to keep your trust and focus on him during that season of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And you can go to AFR.net again if you want to hear more about that. If you want to listen to the podcast, they're up if you want to go back and listen. Yes. Um, so we wanted you to uh, join us for this episode to talk about um, 
not exactly talk about the article that you've written. Uh, by the way, the article that I'm talking about is called A Defense of Purity Culture. And if you are subscribed to the Stand magazine that which comes out every be. month. Which you should be. Go to <laughs> afa.net slash the stand to find out more information. Um, then uh, next month or, or the May issue, which should be coming out fairly soon, I believe. Um, we'll have this article in it in the Engage section of that magazine. So keep a lookout for that. But um, the, the, a defense of purity culture. Okay, right. so purity culture, this is something that most of our audience should be very familiar with. Um, it's been around for a, for a long time in one form or another, but I think starting in like the late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm, especially, yeah. like it's kind of come to the forefront in uh, you heard it the way that we did, you've heard about it exactly. for sure. <laughs> yeah, so the the cr- Christian youth groups yep. and 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 uh, young uh, Sunday school groups and things like that would would have these talks about uh, purity and sexual purity and saving yourself from marriage. Um, and there was this, and, and and I would agree with the term purity culture because there was a type of culture that was built around that. A too. way that we had the discussion. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there was this context to it, so there were things such as you know. Um, uh, father-daughter dates that they purity would go balls. on. And the purity balls. I never went would, to one, but I've heard about them. <laughs> right, right. And then there would be purity rings and things like that. So there are these things that we're all familiar with mm-hmm. this idea. Um, so, Kendrick, could you give us um, maybe your personal experience with yeah. purity culture? Great question. So um, I've read a lot about people who have been critiquing the purity culture. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, um, if you guys, I don't know if you've listened to Rhett and Link's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they, they are, there are some um, online folks that have um, prof- used to profess to be believers, mm-hmm. kind of ha- went through this deconstruction phase. Right. Um Joshua Harris also, if mm-hmm. I kiss dating goodbye, I did read that book yes. growing up. Yeah, we did book. too. I, remember <laughs> I had it. Um, but yeah, so he's another one who is kind of deconstructed from the faith, and um, they're mm-hmm. probably the the strongest opponents to. Um, and I, they're the ones that I heard the term purity right. culture used. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, I never experienced a purity ball mm-hmm. or like um, a conference or anything like that. Um, however, there were some people at our church who. Um, we were very intentional about just um, feeling the need to train yeah. young people in purity. And I, I, I now granted, I kind of was raised in this awesome bubble where I think people kind of did it right. Um, but I had um, a couple older girls in our um, the youth in our church that invited me over to her her home and we had this little study <coughs> that we did. She invited yeah. us. It was just a small group and it was very, to me, it was very genuine mm-hmm. because our hearts weren't um, legalistic, but mm-hmm. it was like, we want to honor God and like how should Christians approach relationships? And mm-hmm. it, it was me for the first time even thinking about like, oh, there's a way that I can honor God in the way that I do relationships. Um, Now, that being said, I have my own critiques of... I grew up with kind of the, we used the old-fashioned courtship term. Oh, me too, Okay, yes. <laughs> all right, you know, yeah. and so, like, I, I do have some critiques of mm-hmm. maybe how courtship was taught mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that I would maybe do a little bit differently, but the, the actual term purity yeah. and the, the biblical definition that I received mm. was very helpful. Yeah. Now, my dad did... Um, offer me, he said, would you like a purity ring? And he saw one in a magazine and, um, 
So I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. So we had a special, mm-hmm. a special meal together, mm-hmm. and he gave me this little purity ring, and he had a, a talk about what a man should be, and you know, mm-hmm. um, what that might look like for our family, and him helping me find that process of finding someone and trusting God, and um, I'm sure to somebody who none of this you've ever heard of. That sounds really weird and mm-hmm. stiff, but it was very natural in the way that it happened in my family. It sure. didn't feel very forced. And it was also backed up with like, it wasn't like that was the only time we ever talked about it. Like yeah. we talked about my parents um, constantly. I'd be in a car and dad would be like, so what do you think of this guy at church? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. and not like, like, oh, do you think he's cute? But right. like he, my parents, I didn't even realize it. They were training me to identify what godliness looked like in other men through just normal conversations. Mm -hmm. And if something would happen, I'd be like, oh, this person really frustrated me. And they'd be like, yeah, that, you know, that could be a problem if if that Mm -hmm. continues into, you know, when God makes them a man. And so like Mm. my parents were so sneaky and subtle (laughs) in the way that they had these important conversations Mm. that I never felt like it was like, come, let's sit and talk about the S word. (laughs) You know, it wasn't like that. And Mm. I mean, both of my parents were very reserved as Mm -hmm. far as um, the specifics of things. But it, it, for me, it allowed my heart to really want to just honor God in the way that that I did it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I admire your parents for that because that that was a very intentional thing on their part to to and I, I don't see that um, approach very often in parents is like uh, go ahead and talk about mm-hmm. you know what is um, not necessarily like hey you know Johnny this girl over here would make a good wife for you one day not that at right. all <laughs> but more of just recognizing attributes Attrib- yes. in other people. Um, and and going ahead and instilling those values that okay this is what make this this is how you tell or this is uh, signs of someone living mm-hmm. a godly life right um, and I think that's very very important because all, all too often we I feel like uh, even Christian kids who were raised in very good Christian homes in in a purity um, minded home. Uh, are kind of thrown to the wolves mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes yes. to that. It's sort of like, well, we have a vague idea of, you know, we don't we don't, we don't want to sleep with someone before we get married. Okay. And, you know, uh, you stay away from the ungodly woman in Proverbs. You know, you do all of <laughs> right, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but then, okay, so you, you you become a 17-year-old and you want Hormones to Hormones hit. <laughs> yeah, you want to have a relationship. And, um, you know, depending on the values of your family or your, your, your community or whatever, um, if you want to start that, you don't know what to look for. Right. You know, you, it, it, so it's very important as parents, um, and, I, and I think that we're talking maybe some some young parents uh, right now, uh, to begin doing that mm-hmm. before you get to that point. And definitely not leaving it to the youth group to yes. teach your kid <laughs> about this incredibly mm-hmm. important topic. And that is one of the people that critique purity culture. That is one critique that I will give them is mm-hmm. you can't just send your kid to a purity ball and mm-hmm. think like, check that off the list. That's yes. done. Like more is, <laughs> is caught than taught, mm. you know, and in one day they're not, they're not going to absorb an entire worldview. Right. Um, and so, you know, for me personally, when I've looked at this critique, um, a lot of people talk about how abusive purity culture was to women mm-hmm. and how, um, and I don't know if you want to get into some of the critiques of, of purity culture. Yeah, sure. There's some things that I think that, um, Maybe they have a point, mm-hmm. but I think we got to be careful not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yes. That there also were a lot of people that were responding in this time to the sexual revolution of the '60s. Yes. That now the fruit of the se- sexual revolution is 
in full bloom in the 90s. And they a lot of the parents that were sending their kids to these balls, I think they... Um, had personal regrets Mm -hmm. in their life and the way that they had done things that were not Mm God-honoring and maybe didn't feel qualified, like, I don't know how to speak to this, so I'll send them to the ball. So it's like, okay, you got part of it right. It does need to be addressed and Mm -hmm. something different needs to happen. And uh, it's not wrong to have a conference or a ball. Like Those are all opportunities to speak into students' lives. And some students might not have parents that are even our believers. So I'm I'm not against the idea of a corporate setting or event as a way of introducing or talking about purity. Mm-hmm. But the the critique is that like, oh, it's so gimmicky, like just put on a purity ring and yeah. poof, you're magically pure. <laughs> I you will know? say I still have my ring. It's on my keychain. It's just been there like sometimes it's easy to forget about, it, but I still have it there, yep, like right. full force in 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 this. Um, I will go ahead and say if there is any kind of idea of any kind, someone will try to sell it. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, someone will try to package it and sell it. And so we're not saying that there are zero issues. The true love waits T-shirts were everywhere. <laughs> oh my and I'm sure yeah. somebody made bank off of that. Yeah, I mean they're everywhere. There there was one, and, and I, this was the scariest event there was one event local that we were invited to it seemed like a good thing you know it the whole idea was to teach abstinence mm-hmm. and uh, for my youth group led by my dad as the youth leader we we went to the event and then it it i don't know what <laughs> happened oh no <laughs> i don't know what happened Cedra, tell so us. we get there so all the parents who who agreed and signed forms saying their kid could come we went uh, obviously, my dad being the youth leader, I he was, was there. in that group. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first thing they did was ask the parents. This is one of the bad situations. Oh, yes. Obviously, <laughs> they asked all the they asked all the youth leaders to come to a room where they could have a meeting before they got started. Meanwhile, leaving all their the kids youth, are leaving unattended. the youth unattended oh, no. in the in the church that it was holding this event uh, to be entertained and talked to by these people and look I, I i remember after i remember telling my youth group we have to go like we have to go outside right now because we <laughs> cannot be in here because it looked like a rave i'm not scared oh i'm not word. saying light, look lights and fog machines are not sinful i'm sure like, some people but this whole scenario <laughs> they're playing clips i told my mom later it's like mama <laughs> it's like mama they were playing clips from songs and movies that i wouldn't listen to outside of church much oh my word because they're, they're trying to make it cool yeah. like, they're trying to be like how can we like, relate to these kids yeah, like, cut, we gotta be <laughs> cutting cutting things off right before it got bad like Oh. Like before they said something that yeah. they considered, I thought uh. the, whole, the whole thing was inappropriate. And we're not t-shirt. the right spirit or yeah. heart for this conversation at and, all. And <laughs> like, wow. I was sitting there going, and I'm watching all of these youth groups like get up and like dance and all that stuff. And I'm looking at my youth group. We look like we had been sucking on limbs just in there with our arms <laughs> crossed, you know. And I'm like, we got to go. Uh-huh. And then my dad comes out and I'm like, gotta get out of here yeah. <laughs> we can't be here this is not this is not right yeah there, that is just an example of mm-hmm. a time you know someone there's an idea mm-hmm. that someone decided to mm-hmm. make it a big party yeah. make it a big thing mm-hmm. people are like buying the rings from them and paying for these people to come people will package and sell so we're i'm not i'm not gonna say that's some people have not had a bad experience mm-hmm. with the overall quote-unquote purity culture right but I like what you were going with, Kendra, talking about your parents. Um, mm-hmm. Your parents didn't 
there's a difference in forcing and training. And mm-hmm. I feel like the way your parents did it was training you, you know, and then one day you're going to go out into the world and, and you make decisions for your own, which you, you have, you're, mm-hmm. you're an adult. I, I really thought it was my idea. Like, I don't know if my parents, <laughs> like, I think, right. I think they were figuring out like, how are our kids going to do relationships at the same time that we mm-hmm. were? Yeah. Because I never felt like it was like, we have decided this is the family plan mm-hmm. and yeah. you better conform to it. Although, I mean, that's fine if, if the Lord has given parents a clear vision and sure. how to communicate that, not saying that that's wrong, mm-hmm. but like. I, yeah. I really didn't feel pushed into a box in mm-hmm. any way. and Yeah, and I think, too, is because those two examples, so you have your parents, Kendra, and then, uh, Cedra, your experience at the at the purity rave. Um, yeah, and the purity these, rave. I will go ahead and make this clear <laughs> that my dad had no idea, oh, yeah, and as sure. soon as he Fair. found out, he's like, we yeah. got to go to right, He was to like, and then he had to go through and like have a big conversation <laughs> no, about, no. okay, yeah. Can we talk about what was wrong there? Right, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great uh, teaching opportunity. But, like, so you have these two approaches. You have the, okay, just ship your kids off to the the camp or the the class or whatever. The thing is, or the event, and then you have, you know, the, no, we model this in our home. Mm -hmm. And obviously the biblical approach (laughs) is modeling it in the home. I mean, the Bible tells us over and over, disciple your children, raise them in the way they should go. Um, I mean, obviously it's not a guarantee that they're Mm -hmm. going to, you know, actually honor God in their lives, but that voice in Mm -hmm. their head is always going to be there. Um, So it's, it's much better, much more God honoring. I believe if, if, if at all possible, if, if, if there are parents in the picture, if there is a household for godly living to be modeled in the household and like you said Kendra I mean it, it's it is it's almost as if it's it was your own idea is mm-hmm. because you saw this you saw the benefits of of this kind of approach to relationships and you decided that is what you want yeah um and and and, I, and that totally resonates with me too because I mean I, I mean I was a teenager and obviously teenagers go through a lot of things but that but I always had this in mind was like what I really want in mm. life is that meaningful godly god honoring relationship and and thankfully you know one day I I found it um in mm. my wife um but yeah it does start in the home it begins in the home and um that's something I wanted to talk about too is that purity culture and purity doesn't end after pre- uh, I was about to say after pregnancy it doesn't <laughs> end after marriage yeah um we we can kind of have this idea of like oh purity culture purity you know thinking purity teaching that's for mm-hmm. you know teenagers because you know you have to control them mm-hmm. <laughs> but no it's for it's for the Christian yeah you know going in and, and the Bible has just as much to say about purity to married people yes. as it does to unmarried and people. it's not just about virginity and saving yourself yes. for your spouse mm-hmm. um, although yes your spouse benefits yes. if if you know you have that un- the uniqueness of that union and that soul bond mm-hmm. that they talk about but you're doing it for the lord right mm-hmm. you know the holiness the purpose of holiness mm-hmm. isn't just to have a great marriage mm-hmm. that's a perk that yeah. comes from mm-hmm. from pursuing a, a godly relationship but the reason mm-hmm. is obedience to christ mm-hmm. our savior and that's something that we do have to be careful that the reason is always there and also you know another critique from the purity culture debate is that there are those that have you know um quote unquote lost their virginity and it's talked about in a way yeah. that's like this you're this unredeemable broken vessel that's ruined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I don't know where I don't know who who's teaching like that, but that's right. some bad theology. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean and, and and I will say um not for my experience with my parents, but from other people mm-hmm, and like maybe mm-hmm. some books that were on the bookshelf. Yeah. Um 
that I do see that mm-hmm. um, there is the some that teach that some, way some or e- maybe not even explicitly teach that way but the people who follow a teaching might yeah. like express see, it that way is it that they express it that way mm-hmm. or is it that some who and this is just me spitballing here y'all. yeah sure <laughs> I think there are some people that perceive they mm-hmm. hear God is holy this is his standard mm-hmm. they hear about the importance and the uniqueness of your first time and how Mm-hmm. sacred and treasured and valuable that is and and the the teachers put the emphasis because it is valuable mm-hmm. and it is something that you know you only have one time the, right. the first you know mm-hmm. and so because that's emphasized um the shame and guilt of well I've lost that makes them I think the enemy is the one who gets in their ear right. and tells mm-hmm. them you're broken. I don't know of yeah, many pastors no, right. who are using mm-hmm. those terms. Yes, exactly. You're right. Um, it's like a perceived condemnation. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think uh, when we talk about purity culture, I mean, and there might be somebody listening right now who didn't go through all of those things and, you know, maybe didn't save themselves sexually but for mm-hmm. marriage. Um, it is important in this kind of conversation and when you're teaching it to your children to talk about Christ and the grace of God and the grace because the truth of purity is Mm -hmm. it's not about our like none of us are holy it Mm -hmm. says be holy as I am holy and you're like okay but that's impossible God that's that's (laughs) such a great point too is that real sexual purity like real Mm -hmm. sexual purity is impossible yeah is impossible apart from the grace of God. Right. So, I mean, we can talk about, oh, well, yeah, I haven't slept with anybody before I got married. Mm -hmm. But that... Have you had a bad thought in your head? (laughs) Exactly, exactly, exactly. There's there's a lot of different factors Mm -hmm. to that. And and honestly, I I don't think that there are very many, if any, people who have achieved that kind of Mm -hmm. lifestyle. Um, And if they have, it's because of the grace of God. It's not because of their own power. So when we talk about being pure... The purity isn't actually coming from you. Mm-hmm. It's coming from God. Yeah. So. And and I think it's important for Christians to identify the difference in mm-hmm. the shame and guilt that you're feeling that is coming from the enemy mm-hmm. and the shame and guilt that is coming from a guilty conscience that mm-hmm. the Lord, the Holy Spirit has given you. Right. Because there's this kind of idea in culture now that if you feel shame or guilt, that that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That how dare those Christians make you feel shame because right. shame is bad. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. mean, we look at the Garden of Eden and what did Adam and Eve feel when they discovered they were naked? Exactly. They felt ashamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you naked. Naked. <laughs> you better hide. Yeah. You 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 had one rule yeah. and you broke it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that is a right feeling mm. to feel that kind of shame. And mm. so, for some that have been so traumatized by the purity culture, my thought is perhaps it started as the Holy Spirit at work in their life, creating genuine conviction, mm. and then um, a hardness came to their heart when mm. they didn't respond to it, mm. and it became. You know, the enemy said, well, you're broken. You can't be fixed and tried to cut them off from returning to the grace of God. Mm -hmm. And then it became, how dare those Christians judge me? It's the standard that's wrong. Mm -hmm. And there there are so many people, even in quote unquote churches now, I don't mean the church, but I mean, you know, a church building organization. There are churches that bring these people in and, and they don't just accept and love them. They start condoning 
Yes. The behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm looking at someone in who has been in sexual sin, and I'm like, yes, you're broken. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because you're a human who has sinned. Mm-hmm. We're all broken. We are right. all broken in sin, you know, at, you know, in our lives. So, hmm. but it's not any more impossible for you to yeah. get past that with the grace of God than it is for 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 anybody else with any other sin. Yes. A yeah. perfect story here is the woman caught in adultery that mm-hmm. is brought before Jesus. And, mm-hmm. yes. you know, what does he say? He says, you know, the people are ready to throw stones. And, and he says, if any of you is without sin, throw the first stone. And then they all go away. And he says, look look up, woman, who who is here to condemn you? Mm-hmm. Then neither do I condemn you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he follows it up. Mm-hmm. A lot of people forget this last part. Yeah. But go and sin no more. Exactly. So there's mm-hmm. this dichotomy or there's this this beautiful pairing yes. of I'm I did not come to condemn the world, but mm-hmm. to save the world. Mm-hmm. But there is a standard and yeah. I want to help you <laughs> help you get there, but it's right. only through me right. that that comes. And if anyone's mm-hmm. listening to this and you have not been sexually pure, I want you to hear that you are not so far from the grace of God that he cannot reach you in case the enemy has been lying to you. And some people, it's not even by their choice. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something that happened to them in childhood that Mm -hmm. they did not choose that makes them feel unworthy and unholy. Um, Mm -hmm. And our God came for the sick, Mm -hmm. the sinner. (laughs) He came for the broken. Um, That is what he does. Mm -hmm. And so there is a hundred percent restoration in in Christ and you can be made holy, made pure through the blood of the lamb. And Easter week, that's a a wonderful message. It's it's perfect. It's perfect. And I do want to add too that even for people who have kept themselves sexually pure, physically Mm. uh, until marriage, you still need that same, mm. you need the, the yes. redemption as well. Like you're not exempt from that just because you didn't sleep with someone before mm. marriage. You need that same redemption because, you know, we're all sinners and we've all fallen short of the grace of God, the, the glory of God. So um, exactly. Uh, East, yeah, Easter Sunday's coming up. I mean, this is a perfect time mm. to talk about the it's, renewal, yeah, the rebirth, the resurrection. the time the of this airing, it's tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. Tomorrow. It's, it's, it's great. So um yeah, uh, and um, we only have like a couple of minutes left. So, uh, Kendra, why don't you um, tell us what you're up to and where people can see it? Yes. So, um, well, we'd, again, we'd love you, for you to connect with us with Hannah's Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do the podcast page on um, on AFR, and um, definitely check out this this issue. Yeah. Um, we, I'd be curious in the comments to hear what some of our listeners. Ex- their experiences have yeah. been with mm-hmm. purity culture mm-hmm. um, and and let us know what topics you'd like us to write more on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, email us at engagefaq at afa.net uh, mm-hmm. and uh, tell us your story. But also, yeah, if you have any suggestions about any issues that you would like yeah. to hear us uh, hear from us, uh, just let us know. Yeah. And also any prayer requests, we have gotten a few of those. So we would love mm-hmm. to know what you would like for us to be praying for you about. Um, and then if you have any special message for Kendra um, mm-hmm. from this episode, then please pass it. We'll make sure that she gets that. So. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much, Kendra. Thank for you. Being on Appreciate with us. y'all having me on. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and guys, if you want to read her article, A Defense of Purity Culture, it will be out in the May issue of The Stand. And if yeah. you haven't subscribed to that, go to afa.net slash The Stand for more information. Yeah, and I would also, real quick before mm-hmm. we... L- sign yes. off i'm going to remind everybody that next week is share mm. so that is our prayer request for you uh please be praying for us as we have a few days where we allow you to come along and partner with us and if you can't give 
you know, that is absolutely okay. Just be in prayer for the ones that are and for us as we uh, do that so we can continue doing what we're doing. Absolutely. And until next episode, guys, continue to share truth and apply scripture.